Are you ready for me to open this uh, episode in the smuggest fashion possible? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> My instincts are saying Unai's going to set a trap for him, dude, and he's going to have a plan. If things go to plan, I think he might give Deserbi a lesson this weekend. This weekend. This weekend. This weekend. This weekend. This weekend. Should have seen that coming. <laughs> It's shrunk for a little while. It needed some reinflation. It's coming. <laughs> Welcome to episode 32 of Soccer Situations. I'm Todd. And I'm Alex. Yeah. We're here to talk about soccer, the ways it drives us insane and enrages us. Yes. The way it makes us look cool on the street. The way no one yeah. else is really interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. What's going on, Alex? Yeah. You know. It's good to be back. I feel like it was a, a long weekend for me. It's good to be, I feel like, settling back into a routine. I had to work on Saturday. I don't like that. Alex doesn't like working on I don't like guys. working on Saturdays. <laughs> it's not for me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week on Soccer Situations, we're going to explore all legal options with Liverpool. <laughs> we're going to uh, celebrate an otherwise lovely weekend of results. We're going to... Uh, Check in with Messi, Lionel Messi, Messi Ooh, corner, Messi MLS corner. corner. I like that. Right. And we're going to talk a little shit about Castore. It turns out I was right about Castore when I originally talked shit. Not the time I apologized and said they might be good after all. It's true. We're going to come around to it's that. True. Go back to the original point. You yeah. were right all along. Yeah. Before all the soccer nonsense, though, let's check in. Cool stuff out happening outside of soccer. One of our favorite comics, Beth Stelling, has a special dropping this week. Ooh, that crept up on me fast. Wait, dropping today, actually. What are we doing? The Why day we're we dropping this. Well, special? no, Alex. The day we drop this episode, it will be dropping today. Uh-huh. Technically, as of this moment, it's dropping tomorrow. That's amazing, though. Yeah. What, what timing to promote it. Right? For real, one of our favorite comics, Beth Stelling. I was lucky enough to see Beth back in Chicago, and then over the years get to see her develop. I saw her down in Austin in LA. Yeah, you've seen her a lot a lot of stages in her career. Dropped her first big special on HBO Max when that dropped and now she's finally getting a Netflix special. Well deserved. Yeah, tomorrow as we record this, today as this episode drops, October 3rd. Check it out on Netflix. It's called If You Didn't Want Me Then. That's funny. That's funny. She's always taking little subtle shots. Yeah. I like it. Sometimes not so subtle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which I also like. <laughs> uh, friend of the pod, Nick Tanaglia, has some time, a little special dropping, too. Oh, I don't know nice. if that sounded condescending. Sorry, Nick. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll remember Nick from an earlier episode of Soccer Situations. Yeah, and we love hanging out with Nick. Some of his material from his time at the Independent Comedy Club in Detroit, I think, is, He's gonna is drop. dropping tomorrow as well. Congrats, nice. Nick, and congrats, Beth. Works, you know. We all know we know that Nick is a big fan of Beth, so coincidence that they're both dropping yeah. material on the same day. It's all tied into soccer situations. It all comes back to us. Oh, yeah. We should mention, <laughs> while we're hyping Beth up, she has shows this weekend in Chicago as well, actually. Oh, really? At the Den Theater. Yeah. Nice. In Wicker in the old neighborhood. Jeez. Playing we, two shows we at the go Den. To that? Should we go to that? I was planning on going. I'm going to wor- be working this <gasps> weekend now. Work weekends. 
I had talked to Josh Jeez. and Amy about actually jetting up to Minneapolis to see Beth up there. Oh, interesting. With those two dinguses. That would be fun. Yeah. I got the impression that, you know, Amy is a real girl daddy now, a legitimate uh, girl daddy. Yeah. And they're out in Eau Claire now. They're not in Minneapolis proper. Yeah. So yeah. It, it might have been a lot to ask of them for, for a, a night on the town with a hooligan and a, a comic. Yeah. Good luck, Josh. Let Josh sneak away. Yeah, I don't know. Josh is a dad these days. I know he's we'll chill. He's chilled out. He's he's not. The, he's not he's but not uh, wild old Josh. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to the football then. <laughs> but yeah, you heard what's going on with these Aston Villa kits, right? Yeah, the Castori kits. They're soaking up sweat like my old 1997 Chicago Fire shirt, just like a plastic sack. Yeah, they looked that image that you sent, like with the article about that, looked so uncomfortable. Like, just soak. It looked like those sweatsuits you like purposely wear to like lose weight. Yeah, they look like a wetsuit, absolutely saturated with sweat. It's crazy. Absolutely disgusting. So Villa players have complained so much. They're looking for an alternative. They're trying to find a temporary kit to wear before they terminate their Castore deal. That's crazy. The ladies' team is already playing matches in a training kit. Because they don't want to play in a wet t-shirt contest. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's way worse for them. Right? Wouldn't even think of that. Jeez. Pretty wild, dude. That is wild. Yeah. Um. Also wild, like, how does that even work in mid-season, like, a kit change? How do you even get, like, a new contract with somebody? Are you literally just buying the kits, like... Yeah. Straight up like anybody else would wholesale. Yeah, I don't know. There's some precedent. United had a kit at one point, I think, that everybody hated, the players hated. Yeah. I, th- I don't remember if they just stopped wearing it or what. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I definitely don't think they'll be able to get a new manufacturer this year. They'll have to just... Castor is going to have to go back to the drawing board? <laughs> well, I think they'll be able to terminate the deal, but they won't. Uh, they'll just have to wear unbranded kits or something. That's so weird. Yeah, who knows? Wear it's t-shirts. They should wear t-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would Get be some, funny. Like, press on numbers, and I don't think that's gonna going. wick sweat any better than these kids. That's true. Do. It'd be exactly the same, right? It looked like me at the gym. <laughs> but yeah, I ripped Newcastle when they switched to Castor, this off-brand thing, and then yeah. they, they made a couple nice kits, and I was starting to think they might be a legit company the getting a foothold. Pretty good. This is going to be devastating for their reputation. Yeah, yeah. This is not as like a already small guy in the market you don't want to be having this kind of reputation yeah nobody's gonna to want to use you now right right it's a hard fight to come back from that yeah when you're really just getting started it definitely is yeah you know obviously a manufacturer like adidas or puma could roll this right off be like oh yeah something happened with the material in the factory yeah you have a 20-year track record of making nice stuff before this it's one thing yeah you can have a miss here and there yeah if you're just getting established and players are demanding to switch out of your kits because they can't stand to wear them, that's tough. Yeah, it's not a good look. <laughs> Definitely not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they seem like they got the design, visual design right, but they've whatever the hell material they chose to use for those kits was terrible. Yeah, come on. If Nike can make a sweat-wicking kit with ocean plastic, you should be able to knock something together. It's like, yeah, Nike's, Nike's just laughing Tony at you. Tony Stark made this in a cave <laughs> with scraps. The cat story is like, I'm not, I'm not Tony I, Stark. I'm not Adidas. <laughs> uh, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, this weekend threw up one of the most enraging fixtures football can possibly throw at you. I kind of figured that's what this whole podcast would be about. Maybe that's why I came with nothing about front. I figured Todd would just be ranting for this whole well, hour. buckle up. A lot of it is coming. <laughs> I think I, this was all a prologue. Yeah. Yeah. He's easing into it. No, you know, I was thinking because I'm kind of over it i'm not obviously as soon as you get me talking about it i'm gonna get heated back up but i have kind of come down from it and i've been able to be a functional human today (laughs) and um i understand that yeah it's hard and yesterday i was i was you know able to put on a face for work but yeah you didn't you didn't come in storming into the house or anything afterwards you had every right to right (laughs) i did have every single right to and we'll come to that um Uh. Yes, yeah, so it got me thinking about the sort of half life of my of my sports rage, mm. how long it takes me to come down from the absolute insanity. The and I do mean boiling. insanity, the irrational rage you feel when you, when your team loses in what you perceive to be unjust circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> I should be clear about that too, because I want to give myself credit that when I think Liverpool lose justly, and it's not often. But when we do, it doesn't really make me mad. When we lose in a good game, it doesn't make me mad. Yeah, it's fine. When yeah. some bullshit happens, I get really mad, yeah. as it did this week. I mean, weekend. when you lose in a way, like, it's like one of those where you're just like, <sighs> just like mad for a minute, but you're like, it's a, it just fleeting. It goes away. Yeah, that like, goes away right, quickly. We got beat. Whatever. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. But, yeah, no, stuff like this will just sit with you. Yeah, it'll simmer. It doesn't as much as it used to. I think a combination of me being older yeah. and maybe not drinking during games, too. That helps a lot. That doesn't you know? help with the rage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's debatable. It's debatable. It's true. I don't know. I always um, have argued that the rage toward the game is a healthy outlet for anger. But is it or is it stoking rage that wouldn't be there otherwise? It's hard to say. Uh, it's also, I mean, I guess it still just depends on. I think it's fine when you're, you know, home alone raging at the TV. But if you can't control that rage in a public space, you got a problem. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> true, I guess. If you're out in public, like, screaming and yelling and, like, throwing a tantrum. And I've done that. I have. Oh, I have, too. I'm not saying I haven't done yeah. it back in the day, especially when we were drinking back in the early days in yeah. Chicago. But, like, yeah, you got to keep it under control a little bit in public. We were kind of raised in a hooligan era a little bit, not full-blown, but yeah. by American standards. In the early days, there were a lot of expats in the bars yelling Mostly. at the TVs. It was more of them than us. Lots of yelling at the TVs. We yeah. weren't, I mean, we were kind of, you know, taught to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we no. don't ever want to be influenced by Brits. But also, I mean, that's kind of also American sports culture in general. Well, we also grew up TV. playing hockey in the 80s and 90s. Where parents would routinely fist fight each other, let alone <laughs> in yell, the at, yell at the game. Yeah, fighting you know? refs and things like so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have the best uh, influences growing up. No. For that kind of stuff. Not in terms of anger outlets, at least. No, no. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But that's why we have therapy, folks. Yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe the therapy is actually the answer. It's not getting older. It's not. Yeah, not it's drinking. really just the fact that we're it's actually the in therapy three now. <laughs> years of cognitive behavioral therapy. It's good yeah, stuff. That could be it. Um, yeah. Onto the actual sports. What I've been alluding to all this time, of yeah. course, is the result of Tottenham two, Liverpool one, with the assistance of two dubious red cards. And yes, I'm calling them both dubious, even though Liverpool are only appealing one. <laughs> two dubious reds and some stunningly incompetent officiating yeah 
Yeah, some of the worst we've seen. Tottenham have finally beaten Liverpool for the first time in six years. I was going to say, I feel like this is, yeah. It took it six took a years, <laughs> two red cards, and a straight-up incompetent referee for Tottenham to get and a win over us. A shockingly, a shocking own goal to get the win even. And I just... <laughs> gut-wrenching on uh, Just on lasered of off a of poor Matthew's head into the goal. Even with all the circumstances I mentioned, Tottenham needed 93-plus. Yeah. They barely beat and us. And they got a, it was an own goal. They didn't and even it finish it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, the the moment of controversy being Liverpool already down to 10, not yet down to 9, yeah. counterattacked. Salah sending Luis Diaz through on goal to slot home to take a 2-1 lead at the time. Yeah. And... Massive moment. Flagged offside on the field, goes to video review, and review comes back about 10 seconds later and says, check complete, no goal. They wave it off despite the freeze frame on the screen showing Diaz. Showing exactly. Probably two or three feet onside. Yeah. Just clear as day. So, again, it was flagged offside on the field. Video review thought the the linesman had flagged it onside and a good goal. Yeah. So the video review just came back with a confirmation check complete. And the linesman on the field and the referee said, cool, no goal. Yep. It's just complete lack of communication. And when they discovered the mistake just 20 seconds later, they couldn't roll back plans and, and award us the goal. Yeah. That somehow is more would it have been more unjust and controversial than what they did, which is just go on with the game and rob Liverpool of the points. Right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make any I mean it doesn't make any sense at all. No, it's so stunning that for once and all in all the subreddits including just the the broad soccer subreddit, yeah. you actually have rival fans in favor of Liverpool on this argument. Yeah, cuz this does affect everyone. It does affect it, everybody. Everyone is furious about this because they they know it can happen to them at any moment. Look, as Arlo White said on NBC, the integrity of the title race has been punctured, he said on it's NBC. True. And that's true. true. Twice already. Huge points. Twice already Liverpool and Manchester City have fought title races down to a single point at the end of the year. Yeah. If that happens again, Liverpool fans are going to goddamn riot over this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they has, like something has to be done. Because it's like this is so early in the season. To be doing stuff like this that can ruin like an entire season already when we're not even really into it yet. This is not the ref's first apology of the season. It's their third that I know of this, yeah. this year. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about what we were talking about this off, you know, off mic about Brighton last year. Right. Getting absolutely right. destroyed by the referees. As angry as I am, Brighton got twice as fucked last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, bad. Over and over again. Bad. And that brings up a good point. You know, for those people that are criticizing Liverpool for, for quote unquote making a big deal out of yeah. it and complaining, look, one of the loud voices in football, and Liverpool is fortunate to be one of those loud voices. Yeah. Someone has to take a stand and be like, yo, this fucking incompetence cannot stand. Yeah, we have to do something about it. You issue an apology and nothing changes. Yeah. Everyone puts their head down and Brits just kind of tut tut away and be and politely hope it just gets swept under the rug. Yeah, when it's happening in the Brighton, not a team fighting for Champions Leagues or titles or, or Wolves. Or yeah, or Wolves, wolves were robbed wolves against robbed Manchester too. United earlier this year. Um yeah, it's like you know, obviously you don't want it, you don't want it to have to happen to any of these teams, but right. like hopefully Liverpool can be the breaking point in right. this whole thing. Yeah, and you know it probably is down to incompetence. Seems but to be. We have to tackle 
a little more of a sinister angle, which is the possibility of corruption. Absolutely. So the Dar- enough money in the game, there's always a possibility of corruption. Well, so referee Darren England, who fucked this situation up, he was on video review that day. Two days earlier, had been refing in the United Arab Emirates, collecting a fat paycheck in the Middle East to ref for these luxury leagues. Yeah. Guess, who, I mean, guess who owns Manchester City? The United Arab Emirates. Yeah. So whether or not there was any corruption, the question is being asked. The question has to be asked. How can a referee collect a paycheck from the owners of Manchester City and, and then, then go, ref, go ref for a Liverpool game the next day? Literally. Yeah, ref against their title contenders. So. That that issue has been brought up. It has to be as, investigated at least. Well, yeah, it's being brought up um, not as an example of possible corruption, but at, they're blaming fatigue from his eight-hour flight back. <laughs> it's like, oh, he was tired from the flight. Yeah, that's the issue here. That's absurd. Never mind the fact that um, refs are also going uh, spending their weekends refing in Saudi Arabia, yeah. who owns Newcastle. So multiple, if we're going to allow states to own clubs in the league, we can't also allow, our allow them to, to be paying our referees them. in or out I of I think our that's league. 100% fair and should be yeah. sh- shut down immediately. Right? Yeah, because, I mean, this is, this is throwing in. There's always a question of integrity in every major sport. Yeah. Um, but this is just, it seems so in the open and blatant that something that has to be looked at. It's really 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 shocking one of the most shocking refing performances i've seen as long as that in two plus decades of watching this game yeah yeah it was it's embarrassing it's truly embarrassing right and like so crucial to to both teams the sad thing is prior to that absolute fucking travesty the premier league had actually given me a dream weekend of results to celebrate i mean the results were just oh, glorious i was in such a that. good mood <laughs> yeah prior to that we had losses for everton yep. manchester city manchester united if tottenham had lost we would have had to christen a new holiday i, I mean think. that would have been the perfect weekend we would have had to invent a new holiday and celebrate it wasn't meant to be yeah but let's go celebrate some of those other results let's start with um, well, yeah, let's start with, uh, United zero crystal palace one crystal palace one. So I think the question from this match is, and the larger question is, is 10 hog hitting a plateau? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are United fans still excited about where he's taking this team? Yeah. I mean, outside of locker room, clear locker room troubles. Uh, it doesn't seem to be that they're performing very well. So, yeah, how do, how much longer are United fans going to back them? Yeah, I mean, they, they, there have been sprinkles of booze here and there already this year. Uh, so, I don't know. I think ownership will back them a long time because they don't want to spend money to get rid of them and get somebody else in. It's Money's true. starting to get tight around the theater of dreams. So whether or not the fans back them is kind of a moot point. But, um, yeah, I don't know how much higher it can take this uh, this squad, especially if they keep getting sort of ruled out <laughs> via criminal activity or dissent controversy. I don't know what yeah, you want to label the Jaden Sancho controversy. Yeah, just his, his beef with Ten Hag. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of nice for me as an Arsenal fan seeing this because we went through the same thing not long ago with, like, Alba and Ozil and all these players with these egos, like, having f- spats with the manager. And it was 
it's annoying. It's frustrating as a fan. Yeah. Because you don't know what's actually happening. Right. You're just hearing rumors and whispers. And so it's nice to watch United go through some of that because <laughs> we were laughed at for the last like five years for that. So, yeah, to be fair to Ten Hag, they do have, I think, five defenders on the injury list right now. Their injury list is pretty bad. I know Juan Pasaka, Shaw, and um, Lisandro Martinez are all injured. Uh, Martinez, yeah. long term. He just underwent a second surgery on his metatarsal, so that's tough for him. Yeah. Uh, good news for United. Anthony's back in training. Good news. <laughs> Is that good I mean, news? Has he been? He hasn't been very effective yet, but. I mean, no, he's been terrible. So, and is he? Are they going to play him with the, those charges still standing still over him? Still floating over his head, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. See how desperate they get. Well, here's the another question: Should Ten Hag be held responsible for the losses of Greenwood, Anthony? I guess Sancho can't be blamed on him, but yeah. a he wanted to reintegrate integrate Greenwood. He was part of the reintegration plan, so. You could blame him in the sense that they lost the opportunity to plan for his departure and replacement, right? Yeah. Anthony is fully his fault. As yeah. I've said earlier on, uh, I think, a different episode, but they signed Anthony with these criminal charges. For they coming. spent $85 million on Anthony with sexual assault charges pressed against him. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So and that one... Clearly on him, and that was Ten Hag's target individually. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty tough. I don't know what's going on with United, but more to the point, they've lost four of their first seven, their first, their worst start, and I think in the history of the Premier League. I was going to say this has to be their worst start. Of the, yeah, they have never been this bad. I saw a funny comment online that was like, "How the fuck are we still breaking these records after the old eight years?" <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> like when every single week there was a funny record like that? Yes. Man, you lost this way for the first time in history, or the worst way they've ever lost. Yeah. Still happening. And they're still feeling it. Yeah. Oh man. But that's enough of laughing at them. They've been getting a lot of a lot of shit from yeah. us. Let's move on to Everton one, Luton Town two. Luton. Luton picking up their first Premier League win ever. First yeah. Premier League win in the history of the club. It's against fantastic. who? Against who? Who's Lowly the, Everton. What a great pub quiz question that'll be in the future. Oh, yeah. That's a joy. That's you know? a joy. That'll stand for history forever. Yeah, the Toffees. Wow. Yep. Didn't watch this game. No, me either. <laughs> but I was, saw the result, and I was very happy about it. Yeah. Frankly, you know, it's funny. When I was looking at the results, I missed this one somehow. And then, like, just earlier today, I was looking back at the results again, and I was like, oh. That was a nice little treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice little That's bonus. A nice little treat. Everton off the back of their first win of the season. They had Yeah, I thought hope maybe they were turning the momentum. Around. Yeah, yeah. Um getting their first win of the season, going into hosting Luton Town, you'd think that you could build a, a little it, something. Yeah, now's the time to start a run. Sorry, Everton. Didn't work out that way. Silver um, lining, Calvert Lewin on the board. Yeah. So getting back into form, I think maybe. He scored a couple games straight now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a silver lining for Everton fans. Well, if he can stay fit, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. He'll score, score four games straight and, and then, then get pull his hamstring. That's a Theo Walcott curse. Right. Let's talk Wolves 2, Oof, Manchester beautiful. City 1. The most surprising result of the weekend? I think so. Has yeah, to be, obviously. Right? There were more controversial results. There were funnier results. But this definitely was the most shocking result. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I mean, any weekend, I don't really go into thinking City are going to drop any points at all. 
I didn't get to watch. I I watched the extended highlights, but I wish I would have watched this game live, especially with the the little like side story with Pep Guardiola's pre-match press conference. Being cocky. Being a little cocky, calling him that Korean guy. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That Korean guy scored one on you. Scored a game winner. Game winner against you. Tough. Like we said, he he, he pulled the uh, shirt up a little bit and gave it, you know, showed the name. But I wish he would have done it. We said we we wanted to see full Suarez run in front of the bench. Go directly. Show, show in front Pep of your the name manager. and let let him know. Yeah, referring to Suarez's dive in front of David Moyes. <laughs> One after, of the most after, iconic moments after, in Premier League history. Really great stuff. Uh, it's so good, so good. Yeah, City picks up their first loss of the season. It's always nice to see them bleed for the first time. Yeah, you know, to know that they're human, right? It's like whoever landed that first punch on. Uh, who is the purple guy in the Marvel movies? <laughs> Thanos. Yeah, someone lands a, th- a punch on Thanos where he feels pain for a second. He's like, oh. and they're like, oh, we can get to him. Yeah, it's possible. No, you want to see that a team's not invincible. Yeah, and we've seen it. It's important. Yeah, and to rewind and talk about Liverpool more now because that's more important. <laughs> and let's make it about that. I think, despite Liverpool picking up their first loss of the season, we're actually going to pick up momentum from that game you know yeah, it's gonna fire fire the boys right i up. think it's really going to uh god my vocabulary is terrible this week um <laughs> it's gonna galvanize us yeah, that's the word go. i was there gonna go. look for i really it. think it's gonna galvanize us i was looking to see who's next and sadly we're away to brighton next week i saw that everton the week after that i was Ooh. like god damn it i wish we had everton next week after that tottenham result we just go and just absolutely twat everton. take out all that Right? All that rage on Everton. Oh, it would have been great. We, hopefully we can do it to Brighton, but it's unlikely. Yeah, Brighton's also going to be coming off some rage as well. So Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead to the fixtures later on. Yeah, uh, yeah. The upcoming fixtures. We can get to that. Yeah. Let's talk about... Uh, well, I guess let's, let's linger a little bit on City losing their first game. Yeah. Do you feel encouraged about... Arsenal's title chances this year. Do you think this was a fluke result? Do you think Wolves uncovered any kind of real chink in the armor that just needed to be discovered? Well, I think they have. They they're definitely going through a bit of a injury mess right now um, at City. Uh, just not even a lot of players, but just key players out for them. So we'll see. I guess maybe this is the first sign of them actually faltering with that, and we'll see. I mean, they have Arsenal this weekend, so we'll see how much that is really affecting them. If that's real, or like, yeah, you said, if this is a fluke result. Yeah, we definitely have the right test on the horizon to to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, they're they're get, they're gonna want to bounce back. Yeah, um, we'll see. Can they bounce back? Yeah. with the players they have out. Right. Let's talk about one. Actually, it was the game that kicked off the weekend. We skipped over it. Let's talk about. <laughs> the the game that I opened the episode with this is Aston Villa six Brighton one yeah we couldn't leave this one out no definitely not I got to be smug I but for real I did we know Unai yeah and we've this, talked about Unai doing these types of things yeah, multiple times this wasn't really that wild of a prediction we yeah, know yeah. how good Brighton is 
I think that everyone is expecting Brighton to win most weekends these days yeah. outside of the top uh, six At teams. least compete, you know, yeah. and be yeah. in a tight fixture. You don't really see this kind of result for them very often. But we've seen Unai stun these high-flying. It's always the really glamorous it's the manager. Cocky guys. It's Unai the, doesn't like that. It's the cocky guys, dude. <laughs> Unai's he, like Shane Gillis of the Premier League. He's most famous for doing it in the Europa League. But he's got that up his sleeve. He is the Shane Gillis of the Premier <laughs> he only League. Wants That's funny. Hard nose football. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Run it down. Run it down the gut. He doesn't want any of that fancy flair stuff, right? <laughs> he's capable of it he in his own teams, but sure. he knows how to shut it down when it's time, and he but did. He knows how to be the anti-flair for sure. They scored three goals in the opening twenty odd minutes. Three goals really Blitzed quick. Blitz is good. Him. And Brighton didn't have an answer. No, I think they scored one after the first three, and there was a, a glimpse of they scored early in the second half. They scored like two minutes into the second. Yeah, because I turned it on around mm-hmm. that time, mm-hmm. and they had they had Fati scored. Yeah, they I was came like, out. Oh, and here we go. 3-1. Maybe Brighton's gonna be back. And then they weren't. No. Yeah, Ollie Watkins with a hat trick. Yeah, Ollie. I've heard whispers of Arsenal sniffing around him for a little while. At least one guy in our fantasy league has Ollie Watkins in his team. That's not you, is it? I don't think so. I did make I did make a change, but I don't think I picked up Watkins. Mm. That would be that's a smart pickup, whoever it is, though. Congrats yeah. on that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good move. That's your hero. Yeah, good. Yeah, good for Unai. Right. I always like him doing well, seeing him happy. Yeah, we're big Unai fans around here. Deserby fans too. Yeah, no yeah. disrespect. No, not at all. We love Brighton. Obviously, we talk about him probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Should we talk about Fulham nil, Chelsea 2? This game we just watched today. Just watched, yeah. Chelsea's first win of the season? I think so, yeah. Yeah. A yeah. lot of those going around this weekend. Team's getting some confidence boosts. First goals for Broha and, and Mudrik. Mudrik. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge for them. Both both players desperate. I mean, I think Mudrik probably more so even, but uh, desperate for goals. Yeah. To kind of get their... I don't know if I'd say Mudrik is more desperate because he's at least getting a lot of minutes in the first that team. That is true. I he's felt bad chances. for Broha because he was in for Nicholas Jackson being suspended. Yeah. Scored a pretty nice goal, made a pretty decent appearance, but then was injured and went off. Yeah, went off injured. So, Hopefully not too long-term for him. Yeah. Hopefully it's minor. Yeah, we'll see if, if he gets back into the team soon. Um, but Yeah, Chelsea, though, injuries, woes piling up even more <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild stuff who did they lose today um other than broha well sterling went out came on for somebody oh why is my memory wait so bad? was it broha he came on for it probably was it probably was broha actually actually okay. right yeah we'll just clip that whole part out yeah got that cut obvious that. question <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah chelsea looking a little better yeah i don't know how life. convincing it is um fulham Fulham are known to be flat at times. Yeah, and they look and they look flat today. They straight up didn't show up today. Yeah, yeah, and even in their fight back, it was weird. I was watching it, and they had chances, but I was I was like casually watching because I never felt like it was actually going to go in sure. for them, and they were actually going to have a fight back. Yeah, it's like they were dominating the ball, they were creating a couple of chances, but it just never felt like they really wanted it. That's a shame. Nice day at the cottage. It is a shame. Chelsea had a nice day out. <laughs> yeah, just a mile from Stamford Bridge. Yeah, fans walking down to the stadium. Anyway, don't make that so hospitable for them, uh, Fulham. Yeah, come on, Fulham. You're making it like the Lambeau of the Premier League. You don't want to <laughs> be that hospitable to opposing fans. Yeah, don't let all those fans take over your stadium. Right? 
Arsenal finally put up some big numbers this weekend. Ooh, Do you want to talk about Arsenal's that game? Offense clicking finally. Um, yeah, this is the thing where I was complaining mostly where I was mad about working on Saturdays, not getting to fully watch the Arsenal match. Um, but yeah, offense is clicking. I mean, I think the big moment we can, we don't have to talk too much about this match, but I did want to talk about the Kai Havertz moment. <laughs> uh, just because I wanted to get your opinion on it. Cause it is interesting to me and I have, I have many feelings about it. Sure. Um, so Kai Havertz gets his first goal for Arsenal. You know, he was handed the penalty by Odegaard to, to get his first goal and get him off, uh, get him off the ground. And then the team, like the celebrations, you know, they're all chasing him around and slapping him on the back of the head and celebrating with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the match, they push him in front of the way fans and, and make him have, you know, have his celebrations while they sing the song to him. And I'm like, if that were you, would you want that? Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. Would you right? want that to be the way you break your your gold duck? Like, yeah, I don't think I would. I think I would be embarrassed by it. Yeah, it seemed a little over the top for me. I mean, I I'm not a normal person, so I can't use my own judgment. I, same, same. I hate having the attention on me. Me too. So it it horrified it me. Feels the whole thing a little condescending. Uh, being given a penalty for your first goal when you're desperate for a goal—that's one thing. It's one thing, but also I, even that is like pressure I wouldn't want. Oh, for sure. And, just, and to be fair to him, up, good for him that good he Lord. put it away. Yeah, that's true. Confidently, because he could have missed it. And then it's like, those are the things where you're like, it's so early, but like, do you see him coming back from that mentally? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's a huge hole to put himself in. Yeah, and after the match, the whole thing was like, Arteta commented on it. He said it was a very moving moment for the boys. Yeah, and Arteta's like, one for the cheese he, a oh, bit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. uh, that's I love it. And sometimes it makes me cringe a little bit. And this one, I kind of, as much as I love Havertz and I want him to be amazing, mm-hmm. this one made me cringe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's tough to read into what's going on within the social dynamic of the team and what they need, you know, and, yeah. and how they feel about it all. And that's the thing is the boys seem to be having fun with it. And that's kind of all that matters. Yeah. If they're kind of having a laugh with it, you know, yeah. and they can... Exactly. Just use it as a funny thing to joke about and feel good about and move on. Then, yeah. then it will be worth it. Yeah. You don't want to like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like a very shaky thing to be playing around with, but yeah, let's hope it works. Let's hope it's positive energy for him. Yeah. Big time. Cause it seemed like a, other than that, I mean, it's a cruising result. Yeah. And you don't want to hate on a positive moment. No, I don't like, want to well, be that guy. I'd love to hate on a positive well, moment. I mean, I think a lot of fans hate on Arsenal's positive moments. Do you want me to do moments? 20 minutes on Taylor Swift's NFL appearances? Oh, we can. Which everyone is so ecstatic about because I can hate on that positive moment. I can do a whole separate podcast about that fucking <laughs> yeah, moment. Why didn't we talk about that? Jesus beginning? Christ. That's what we were missing. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey talk. Dude. Taylor Swift's. I, oh, my God, dude. Could have brought that up at the beginning. Oh, I do have something I wanted to bring up, though. It's very – it's football-related, but not Premier League-related. This can move us on from the Premier League for a moment. Sure. Take us around. So I was playing EA EAFC, and I was just – you know, you get your, your managerial career going. You mm-hmm. just – I just, like, sign – like, usually I don't want to sign players because I like – right now I like Arsenal's squad, so I'm like, I don't really sign players. I always turn off the opening window. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I like my squad. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But I – uh I signed a uh, Take Kubo from uh, nice. Sociodad, uh-huh. and I just randomly signed him the other day. And I was like, "Oh, that's a good like Japanese player. He's a winger. He's fast. He's fun. He could be like my sack Saka backup." Mm-hmm. And then 
like a few days later, he's in the news because he did my favorite celebration, which is the fake hamstring injury into the twerk. (laughs) (laughs) He scored a goal and he did the fake hamstring injury into a twerk dance. And I was like, yes. It's really funny. I actually saw a photo of him twerking. I didn't have the context of it. I just, the photo is hilarious. Just saw, it's literally just him bending over. And his he ass is popping out. it, dude. And I was like, damn, dude. Uh, Saki's got back. <laughs> he does, yeah. But it was so funny. I was like, all right. I just randomly signed this guy in EAFC, and he, he comes out and hits my favorite dance move celebration <laughs> after scoring. I love it. Well, he was proud to be on your team, Alex. Yeah, he felt it. He felt the energy. Right? This seems like a good time to go to an ad break. I'm going to let's let's go to Do an it. ad break. All right. This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. I mean, what can I say about Littlefoot Coffee? Um, they're not just friends of the pod. They're family of the pod, quite literally. Um, Alex started Littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience, um, roasting coffee for some of the hottest, most fashionable and uh, most importantly, tasty specialty coffee roasters in America. My favorite thing about it is that it's just really high-grade coffee without a drop of pretense. You're not going to find a bunch of weird, savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional. It's just really sweet, comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee. And now, for a limited time only, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com. Promo code situations once again you can get 15 percent off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code situations yes sir we're back should we talk about upcoming fixtures let's talk about them I don't know what's coming up. What's on the horizon? Uh, do we want to talk Champions League fixtures first? Oh, duh. I noted, uh, you know, we don't have to do a huge Champions League talk, but I noted four fixtures big this week. Yeah, lay them out for us. So first up, we have Dortmund versus Milan. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. Just Pretty seeing those two crests on the thing, I was like, ooh, that's going to be good. It's kind of a hipster Champions League uh, it lineup. It is a very hipster Champions League lineup. And then we're followed up by a huge match, Napoli versus Madrid. Interesting. Napoli have this controversy going on with their star striker of last season, oh, Victor Osimhen. I saw that. Yeah, they essentially posted an insulting TikTok of him, yeah. and he's rightfully furious about it. Yeah. Maybe a little too furious, but no, also it was disrespectful. It was very disrespectful. I don't know if he's going to play. I don't know how how, how offended he actually is. If he's on strike or not, I haven't been following it that closely. I did see that headline, though. But it's not a great sort of vibe for Napoli, who should be riding on the highest high they've ever had. Yeah, this is the best time for them ever. Yeah, they should be in celebratory mode, flying into the Bernabeu. Yeah, just, this is know. fun time. Yeah. You, you know, no one expects you to win there. Go out and have fun. Yeah, exactly. You would hope their star striker is playing. Yeah, hopefully so. But We'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch that game 100%. And then this one's more of a hate watch. Hmm. Newcastle PSG. Woo! Is that the king of all hate watches? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah, right? I, I saw like that I and like, I was like, I feel like ugh. I just smelled, sniffed a smelling salt. I was like, yeah. ugh, ugh. ugh. Uh, and then I just put Arsenal down as well. Arsenal playing Lens, <laughs> just for fun because I, I I'm excited about that. Sure. That's a personal of course. one for me, of course. But yeah, Newcastle PSG, dude, that is rough. PSG are it's sitting in fourth in league. Ugh. Yeah, have you seen that? Not great for them. Not Pretty, looking good. Uh, Mbappe is injured as well, I believe. 
Mbappe, who doesn't want to be there, is now out injured. Is Newcastle going to put him to the sword? How much would that hurt? Newcastle, the new boys, Newcastle, put in PSG. Is that enough to cause some serious turmoil at PSG? Yeah. If Newcastle, like, embarrassed them somehow? How long before these sports washing projects trigger actual violence between the states? <laughs> <laughs> Just full, turns into full-blown wars over. That'd be pretty cool. The armies are wearing the kits of the football teams. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, sewn into their uniforms. Honestly, American politics are not too far off of that right now, dude. It doesn't dude. feel like it's it, no. It's Liverpool versus Chelsea, red versus blue, dude. It is. It it's is. It's so Everyone's got polarized. Their jersey on And now. everyone does, is so irrational and cult-like about it that it really is like sports <laughs> It is fandom. like sport. It, it somehow anything. turned into sporting, like a sporting event, American politics. No, it's, it's it. It's disgusting. You cheer for your team no matter what. You don't even care who's yeah. playing for them. You don't care I mean, we what, don't need to what get their strategy is. Too political. But like before Trump, when did we ever see anyone wearing presidential merch? No, dude. That's disgusting, dude. Yeah, it's pretty wild. What is wrong with you people? We're not supposed to love our presidents that much. No, we shouldn't love our presidents They should be all. serving us. Come on. Don't be that. Don't be that uh, heavy-handed about it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is what they say. Civil servant, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a. Those are the the highlights from the uh, the Champs match League week in the Champions League. Pretty good. Um, pretty good stuff. Who's Man United playing in the Champions League? Galatasaray. Why'd you skip that? That's a highlight. That's yeah, true. I forgot United were even in it. Are they away in Turkey? Let's take a peek here. No, they're at Old Trafford. Oh damn! I was gonna say a trip to Turkey would be pretty tough on them right now. Honestly, yeah. But honestly, you got to think a game at home might be just as tough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If they don't start well, if Galatasaray were to get an early goal, it could get real toxic there. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> Sometimes going away from home is actually a good thing when you're playing like that and you're you're having that bad of a time. Yeah, especially at United. I mean, Old Trafford has proven they're not afraid to walk out or boo them. No, they'll turn on their team quick. <laughs> right? Real quick. Yeah, that takes us to the Premier League this weekend. Yeah, let's take a look ahead. Some... Pretty interesting games on Saturday. The one that stands out to me is United again hosting Brentford. Now, Brentford have been struggling a little bit. It's true. So this is a chance for United to really kind of get back on track, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, Thomas Frank seems like he's been having a hard time lately. I think he's he's been whining a little bit in the press about things not going their way. But their attacks definitely felt a little blunted, so hopefully United's I mean, depleted defense won't be as much of a deciding factor in that game. Right. But uh, not an easy fixture for them, by any means. No, not at all. Um, yeah, obviously, like it seems like they're, Brentford are mostly really struggling to replace Tony's goals. There you go. Like That seems to be their biggest thing for them. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's a big – both teams really need a result. But uh, this weekend, it's all about Sunday, really. Four big games on Sunday, starting with huge. Brighton hosting Liverpool. Both of them going to have a chip on their shoulder over some tough results this weekend, as we said. Yeah, noted, like, you know, as big as some of the other games we're going to mention here, as I was noted, like, is that the match of the weekend, really? I think it is. I think that's going to be the one that, to watch. Oof, well, yeah, we'll come, we'll yeah, come to we'll it, keep going, the but other contender. It's, it's a big one. So, you know... Arguably the worst game of the day, West Ham, Newcastle, very decent game as well. Very decent game. West Ham have had a good start. Yep. Um, yeah, Newcastle obviously want to continue uh, climbing the table. They've had a couple, you know, they've had a rocky, not the best start for them. No. 
um, what they would hope for anyway for a team. They're starting to click a little bit, though. starting to get a little momentum, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see Yeah. what happens there. West Ham technically above, sitting above them in the table by a point right now. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Let's go to Wolves coming off a victory over Manchester City, hosting Aston Villa, who just pumped six past Brighton. Yeah, we had the two angry teams for two different reasons. Yeah. Now we have these two high flying teams. Yeah, that's funny how those fixtures kind of swapped, huh? Right. Which ones how's this one gonna go? This is probably the most unpredictable one of the weekend for me. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I'm th- I'm trying to rack I'm racking my brain right now. I'm like thinking of a, a quip or something to say about this. I'm like, I really don't know what's gonna happen here. No, I have no idea. Uh um, you know, it's always teams when coming off a flyer like that, scoring six. Yeah. Could should they have saved fall a few on their goals? face? Yeah, the could fall cliche. on their face the next weekend. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be a fun one to watch. I mean, this it is a great day for football on Sunday. Definitely. Coming to the other contender for headline yeah, game. This, the R- yeah, exactly. I guess you would say it's the headline game. It's closing out the day. It Arsenal is Arsenal yeah. hosting Manchester City. Big one. Battle of the Titans, number one and two from last season. Yeah, yeah. Big test for both sides. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about it. Is Arteta um, going to tinker? Is he going to play it straight? I, I wonder if he's going to tinker. The good thing is that I think we are, City is struggling with players, but I think we are getting a lot of crucial players back fit. Sure. Um, So it, it seems to be things lining up timing-wise uh, in Arsenal's favor. But I don't know. Yeah, with, with Arteta's... You know, they city still holds some kind of power over him right now, <laughs> and it's like this is. I feel like this is a big chance for him to break that. Has he beaten City yet? I don't think he has in the league. Okay, this is a big one. Yeah, this is an important one. If he's able to do it this year, this could set us on a run, like to put you know, hopefully put ourselves in a good position at least up until the Christmas, like halfway point. Yeah, if they beat you, it leaves you what four points off. Four points off. Is that the end of no? You it's can't not the say end. That's it's the not end. the end yet. Uh, no way. But it's it hurts. It hurts after the Tottenham result. Yeah. Um, to have two big team like the two biggest tests of your season so far. Yeah. Not get results out of either of them would be would be a bit of a hit to the ego. I think. For sure. But yeah, two massive games. What I'm excited weekend, for both dude. of those games. It's such a crazy weekend. Like I said, you can't really pick one between who which one's really going to be the biggest game of the weekend. No, I mean, I think the broadcasters will pick one, and I think they'll pick Arsenal City. Yeah, yeah. But and as far probably as a, a rightfully football so. match goes, yeah, I think for the football Brighton, Liverpool nerds, might be more up. fun. Yeah, Liverpool Brighton. Yeah, yeah. But given the circumstances that they both just came out of, that game is going to be wild, dude. Because Arsenal City is going to be a cagey affair, definitely. So it might not be a great watch. No, it's a really safe bet that Brighton Liverpool will be the more fun of the two games. Yes, yeah. Whether it's a bigger game, that doesn't mean anything this early in the season. You know, true. They're both true. They're both big games. Yeah, they're all big games, really. You know, if you think about it. But right, that's why we love. The Premier League. Who would Every have guessed Wolves matters. City would be a massive game? It wasn't until Wolves beat them. Now yep. that was a huge game. Huge. <laughs> and we all loved it. Yeah. Well, 
Should we uh, call it an episode? That's about it, right? Yeah. That wraps it, it up. I think that just about covers the prem. We didn't cover Messi Corner and MLS. Oh, yeah. I've got a pretty quick, tight, bleak update. Yeah, let's talk about Messi that. Messi had a scan on his hamstring that revealed a two-centimeter tear, and he's done for the MLS season. Oh, so no. There's Messi Corner. <laughs> yeah. Tragic. His high-flying, magical debut season is cut short, sadly, Dang. by injury. Iron Man Messi, too. He's, like, never hurt, I feel like. No, he pushed himself really hard. I don't yeah. have the stats in front of me again this week, but I read the stats of how many games he played in the past year. Insane. And it's an insane amount. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't be doing that when you're at his age now at this point. You know, he's played a whole ton of football in his career. It's insane. Yeah. So – get better messy it's fine you gave us enough this year it's funny that since he's been out milan uh, milan (laughs) (laughs) miami have lost i think every game since he left they lost every game before he came he came they won every game once he was there and and now he's injured and they're losing every game again but that one guy i know that doesn't think messi's a very good footballer (laughs) yeah yeah not literally changing a professional Mm. league's fortune completely on his own yeah All right, y'all. I think that's that's all the salt I got for you this week. Yeah, that's good. We could have had more. We think we held some salt back. I there could have been some, some more salt this week. Did I forget salt? No. What salt? No, did I, I just forget? mean you could have gone more salt on your saltiness of the Liverpool oh the stuff. Liverpool Tottenham <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, you restrained yourself. Well, I restrained myself very intentionally. <laughs> yeah. That day, James texted me and he was like, "You have to do a reaction video. Upload, record a reaction, and upload it to TikTok." I was like, "James." You, you don't want me to do that. No, you it won't don't. be funny. It'll just make me look like a psycho. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if we're looking for those kind of clicks, if I want to be that like guy, Mark like Goldbridge laughing at a Liverpool that's just fan, losing his mind. Yeah, yeah like yeah, right. we could do that. Yeah, exactly. but I don't. I don't want the clicks for that. No, it wouldn't have been that cool. It <laughs> no, would have been. been it would have been embarrassing. Angry. It would have been really angry. It yeah. would have been very. Yeah, I mean, to the I, point where people would have been like, probably like, ooh. ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm prone to a Liverpool conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. Look, we've got evidence. Don't get me going on Thatcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can Liverpool. do another whole podcast about that, yeah. too. So when something like this happens, I can really start going Alex Jones on the whole situation, he starts dude. Turn the frogs gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's there's reasons. Yes. All right. All right, y'all. That's it. Thank you. I'm Todd. This is Soccer Situations. I'm Alex. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Everybody, have a good week. And... You know, don't let the salt flow. No. Let your sports let rage, the love half-life shorten. What you say about love? Let Alex the, is the one. Let the love of the football go. <laughs> let it flow. <laughs> <laughs>